Welcome back to another episode of Money Talks. This is Hugh Meyer. Hope you're doing well. Remember, we are connecting entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and business experts to you, the small business owner and entrepreneur. Today, really excited to have my guest, Angel Raibo. Angel is known as the CEO Confident. He runs a business and consulting firm where they help to boost accountability, improve your sales performance, and has spent a great deal of time working on how to help remote teams become successful. In this episode, we're going to talk about Angel's background, how he come to create the CEO Confident, what he has done over the last year to help boost teams' remote performance, and finally, how he leverages social media. We hope you enjoy this episode. Angel, welcome to the Money Talks podcast. How are you doing today? Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. And thank you, everybody who's listening to us. Yeah, it was. Uh, thank you for again. Thank you for being here. You and I connected several months back. Uh, we were doing a kind of a LinkedIn marketing uh, workshop, if you will. I really enjoy. I appreciate your feedback. You know, your content is fabulous, and thank that's you. something. That's something we'll definitely want to talk a little bit about. So, without further ado, maybe just give the audience a little bit about your background. Absolutely. So. Of course. I mean, I, I live in Plano, Texas, which is uh, north of Dallas. Uh, I've, lived here, I've lived here for the last 10 years. In all, Overall, I've lived like in eight, eight different countries throughout my life. I'm originally wow. from uh, near Barcelona in Spain. And basically, I do two very distinct things in my life. One is with my business consulting uh, company. Basically, we help both corporate CEOs and established entrepreneurs to bridge the gap globally for expansion and exposure as a way to generate or to accelerate the growth of their businesses. And uh, I started to do that basically five years ago when I left corporate America. And at the same time, I started also my nonprofit. I'm actually one of the three co-founders. And what we do is we help underprivileged kids in Latin America become entrepreneurs using the oh, local wow. resources. So this is in a nutshell what my life is about. Unfortunately, for the last 14 months, I have not been able to travel much for obvious reasons, it's it's now April 2021, uh, but we will we really can't wait to resume our activities in Latin America with the kids that so much needed. That's amazing. I definitely want I definitely want to learn more about that. Talk about that. Thank you. Thank That's, you. Kudos to you um, for, for you. doing that. That's it's it's really important and it's amazing because I've I've talked to other uh, people that I've interviewed on my podcast or in the fintech space, and there is a lot going on as far as entrepreneurship in Latin America. So yes, it's, it's, it's all, I, I love hearing about that. It's, it's really interesting. So what, maybe go back a little bit. Of course. What, what was <laughs> kind of, I guess, the light bulb, you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting because a lot of the people I interview, they, they've all had some role in, in the corporate world, if you will. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. what, I guess maybe what was the light bulb for you as far as wanting to kind of bridge out, go on your own and, and start this great, you know, underwrite you have? Thank you. Uh, well, I think it's a mixture of things, right? It's not only one thing. Uh, I think that probably the most important one is that I had continuously uh, been or putting, have been putting my family as a second priority in my life. And that's, that eventually hurts hurts the family and 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 that's and and for me my family is extremely important so i think that that was probably one of the main reasons the second reason is also you know when you realize that um you know uh, the company was working with had you know was uh, uh bought by someone else and then uh, you know things just started to change and change and change and when you when you realize that you know people people join companies for money but they stay because of the culture 
And uh, so I, I, you know, you know, when you have, when you realize that, you know, I mean, what all these great things you've done in the past, unfortunately, uh, that you cannot do it there anymore, anymore, and and you have to use different, or you have to change your strategy, and you've done quite things ethical enough or good enough, you know. So you know, there were some many many things like this, and why wasting my time doing things that they really don't like and I don't see any future on? You know, I think that that's that's really important. And also, I think probably like the last thing, the, the last, you know, drop in the in the in the cab was probably I had a spiritual experience, literally, that uh, also made me think, you know, what are you doing with your life, Angel? And uh, what, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, and, and, and it was the second time in my life that I had something close to this, something that they couldn't explain with my senses. So I said, okay, so this means something, maybe I should do something, I should take action and I should basically move from where I am today to doing, to doing something else. And I'm, I'm obviously uh, in retrospect after five years, it's definitely, a, it's definitely a good move. And as you know, as you have, if I've interviewed people coming from corporate, as you know, we all come out in many different ways, but we all come out with a lot of experience. Right. And I think right. that's extremely, that's extremely important. I think it's important to acknowledge that we come with a lot of experience and we have had several support systems helping us grow to be who we are. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you for that. I, I appreciate that. And it's, it's, it's great because we, you're right. That is an excellent point about having that experience, but then you also, it's all about jumping out or getting out of the comfort zone, if you will. We all, as you kind of alluding to, many people get very accustomed to that corporate culture and it kind of feels safe, but you have to ask yourself, are you really, are you really happy doing what you're doing? Um, and, you know, more often than not, people answer that question with a no and they kind of have to grab that entrepreneurial, that entrepreneurial spirit out and realize you have to, if you want to be happy, you got to make changes. Maybe that means taking some risk in your life. Mm -hmm. And as you know, every time you hear the stats about the engagement levels in corporate, it's always above 70%. So that means that any given at any given, at any given company at any given point in time, you go there, you knock at the door, you see ten people, seven don't really like what they're doing, <laughs> you know. But they have to pay their bills, they have to pay their mortgages, they have to take their kids to college, blah blah blah, you name it. So, and I, you know, I, I stayed there for ten years, which was it was a long period of time. But there were people there that had been almost thirty years, right? So, I mean, you know. And uh, it's it's not bad. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad, but right. at the end of the day, it's a, it's your decision. You decide what you want to do with your life. And also, I think that something else, not other thinking about things that have had have happened in the past in my life. I think that also, I, I went to a, a Tony Robbins event, uh, and I I experienced and there's so many things that happen in those events that are so powerful. And one of the most important messages that, that really changed my, and, sh and shook me really to the bone was, um, was the idea that, you know, the, I mean, we are really here to be, to make an impact yeah. like it or not, yes. you know, and that's why you're having, you have a, you have a podcast. I mean, you have a podcast because you really want to change people's lives and you want to inspire people every single day, right? And you're excited about Absolutely. about the downloads, not because of the downloads themselves, but just because you have been able to inspire more people and more people and more people, right? 100%. And so, so that's why there's a there's this direct relationship between, you know, how many people you serve and you help 
in your life and eventually the rewards that you get in your life. And I wanted to literally start doing my own thing and, and start impacting thousands of lives as opposed to what I was doing before. Yeah, that's amazing. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it is. You're right. You have to you you, you really have to want to make changes to other to people's lives and, and be impactful. And thank you. I appreciate what you just said. Yeah, that's, you know, that's why I'm here doing this. You know, I love, I love I love doing it. I get to meet I've I've been doing it now for almost a year, which is hard to believe, and I, I get to meet great people like yourself who are Thank you. You know, I get to learn about what you're doing. You know, we get to talk about your life and how you meet, you know, how you help other people and the message gets out and it's, it's, it's tremendous. It's, it's, I, it's exciting every time I do this and I'm always, I'm always appreciative of the time uh, of my guests. So maybe uh, as we kind of move forward, I guess, talk a little bit about what you, about your process as far as, yeah. you know, when you're maybe meeting with a new client and maybe take us through mm-hmm. how that works. Yeah, of course. So. Um, the reason why you know I, I I do what I do as far as you know professionally speaking with my consulting business is because I had held more than fifteen hundred companies in thirty six different countries. So that's that's what allows me to say or what allows me to say okay. So I'm going to put in place a system that will allow systematically both entrepreneurs and companies to you know keep on growing their businesses, accelerating the growth of the businesses by expanding the business over there. So basically, the first the first conversation. With any company or any entrepreneur, is always goes the same way. So, okay, so why would you like to go abroad? Why would you like to go global? Why would you like to take your product or your service to a specific place, a specific geography, which in which you are not present right now? And the reasons are different, right? Some people are, I just want to make more money right. out of what I already have. Other people say I would really like to have my business and travel with my business, and I would like to use the excuse of my business to travel to other places, which is a very genuine, authentic way to think about it. And as you know, there's many professions that are actually already doing that, like real estate people, professionals, they do that all the time. They go they go and go all over the place, all over the world to buy properties and uh, and, and and they have fun doing it and they're still doing business at the same time, right? Um, and then after after the, the reasons, we talk about the reasons and the reasons are, are there, then we talk, okay, so what changes are you open to make to your current state of being and, and company and culture and everything? Because it's very easy to say, I want to do this, but what do you really want to change? That's why very often people ask me, how do you find your clients or how, what's the per- perfect profile of your clients? Is there a particular industry that you like to work more with? And I said, no, there's not a particular industry. There's always a way in which uh, I always ask the th- these three questions. Do you really want to change as a leader? Do you really want to leave a legacy? And do you really want to change the world? I always ask the same three questions because I just want to work with people that I really like to work with. You know, I choose my I choose my clients and I really want to work with people that really want to make a difference in this world. The same way I'm doing it every single day, I want them to do the same thing and I would like to work with him, with them and support them in doing that. And I think that is, that is really important. Then we have a conversation about do you have the resources? It's very important. I mean, you can it, going abroad is not just you know, um, or going global or international. It's not just okay. I want to go. Let's test the waters. You have to make a decision to do it. Okay, there's several ways to do it, and you can let's say there's several levels of you know engagement, and you can go full in, and you can go maybe test the waters and find maybe some business partners and start 
you know, uh, selling your products and services. It depends. Everybody is different. But you have to make sure that this you're going to stay in that mode between, I would say, between one year, one year and a half. Because if you only want to do it for a few months, it's not worth it. You don't need me. You know, the, the same way a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs like us, they think that as they are already present online, they already have a global business. And that's not true because it's the same as, and I see that every time I go with my foundation as well. I go to many different Latin American countries and you would think every country, they, we speak Spanish, so it's it's almost the same culture. It's not the same culture yeah, right. at all. So, you know, even if we, if we all, if we are speaking English right now, Many, only a few entrepreneurs out there, only a few entrepreneurs really have thought, okay, so is selling to the US the same as selling to Canada, the same as selling to Australia, the same as selling to the UK? And the easy answer would be, oh, of course it is. They all speak English. It's not true. <laughs> it's not true. And talk right. to any advertising company who's present globally. You have any friend working on a marketing department or an advertising large corporation that they work globally, ask, ask that person, do you guys really take into consideration the different cultural realities in every single geography in which you advertise your products or services? Of course they do. Right. But we tend to think that things are simple and things are not. No, no, no. It's the same thing. It's not the same thing. So if they have the resources, they really want to do it. They're really open to change the status quo. Then probably typically it's a, it's a go. It typically it's a go. And then, you know, we decide, I mean, we, we discuss the details, what's, what's the, per, the, the best time frame? How are we going to adapt your products and services to the new market? Uh, how, how are we going to uh, find the right partners for you? Do you want to set up a specific distribution channel? Uh, do you want to go there? Or do, or do you want to tap onto the door of, or knock on the door of the top five clients of this particular industry, which are good for you, good fit for your products and services. You know, it's more a, like a, you know, like a qualification set of questions that allow my team and I to see exactly what we can do for that particular company. That that, that was tremendous. Thank you for that. I really I really enjoyed all of it, but especially the first part because you you're you're very specific as to, you know, you were talking about the three questions that you ask, very specific, and it's important for, listen, it's two, many reasons, but one, as you, as the entrepreneur, as the business owner, it's important that you're, you know, distinguishing yourself and you, that really, it's really speaking to your value proposition as far as, you know, this is, you know, this is what we're trying to find out. If, I, if you can answer these questions, I can help you. If you can't, we probably can't work together. And that's important that you're, you know, you've created this niche and you know you're able to have these questions and get them answered so i, th I think that's uh really important and then what you were just talking about as far as you know understanding you have a great understanding of the cultural differences because in this in this day and age like you said everyone wants to go global right and if in to your to your credit and to your point it isn't that simple just because you know you know these languages are spoken in so many countries you know, if there's one thing I learned from business school, <laughs> it's 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 the cultures. So I, I I distinctly remember these conversations having with one of the professors about how how different it is to do business in these other countries, whether it's in the Far East or in Latin America. It's not the same. You have to understand the cultures, and that's really important that you help people realize this right at the start. Exactly, and that's why. I mean, after so many years, 20 plus years working in 33 countries, 
I mean, with all the network of potential partners of my future clients that I have developed, I mean, how often, how important it is for you that you are going to, let's say, disembark on a particular country and you already have a trustworthy partner right. that you can start working together. That's going to make that's going to make a big difference. A big difference. Going with you know, holding hands with someone local that knows everything that's going to help you and is going to teach you everything. Obviously, in return of a of a margin or any other you know arrangement, commercial arrangement, but still, and, and this is something, this is one of the most important assets that we have. We know local people in all those countries that can help, you know, um, really shorten that ramp up period that they will need for their experience of going global or, or starting, you know, to, to commercialize their products and services in that market. Yeah, 100%. Have you found, you know, obviously, we all like to forget last, you know, all the events that occurred last year, they were, you know, clearly awful, very difficult, no matter where you were in the world. As far as in in communicating with, you know, your clients and prospective clients, do you see or have you found that more and more of these perspective or your clients have this, you know, really this urge sense of urgency now that, you know, going global is so important, and that, we, if we've learned anything, you know, you and I are here on a Zoom call. You know, we have this ability to communicate and 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 you know get things done. Do you have you found that sense of urgency has increased now because people realize maybe I don't have to get on a plane, you know, two hundred days out of the year. Exactly, and I, I was one of them. I mean, I remember, I remember one year I, I almost I did two hundred and thirty flights in a year. Wow! In, in twelve months, I don't know how many hotel nights. I have. I mean, I have no idea. But obviously, that th- those were a lot of legs. You know, a lot of a lot of flights, a lot of planes, a lot of destinations. So, to your point, absolutely, absolutely, because the people are realizing that. Um, I mean, the, the the market the market conditions have changed, and the same way, I have to tell you that not everybody. Uh, that's that's funny because you would think. Contra, you know, contrary to what your common, what your common sense would tell you, there's also a lot of people that are not ready to sell online. You know, so again, having those, I, I couldn't agree more with you. Right now, companies are really wanting and needing to go global, going to, and accelerate the growth of their businesses more than before. They want to make the most of their services and products, mm-hmm. and they don't know exactly how to do it. Uh, and that's why having local partners that have already proven you know, that they have already been successful in whatever they have done before. I think it's extremely important. So uh, things are changing. I, the other day I was having a conversation with a medical devices company. I was having a conversation with, the, he was the SVP, I think, the SVP of that company, $700 million revenue. Okay, so distant company. And he was complaining about the fact that he had lost in the last 12 months, he had lost probably three or four of his top salespeople because they were not comfortable selling online. Interesting. Interesting. Exactly. Very, so, very so, interesting. <laughs> so if they if they couldn't shake the hands of the people, they couldn't say them face to face and sit on the same table and then go have you know grab lunch or whatever, right. they couldn't they couldn't keep on closing those multi-million dollar deals. Isn't it amazing? So obviously the company what so. the company what the company is doing is uh providing them with uh you know training online training once a week on how to sell how to be fully present how to do the most of this kind of interactions that you and i are having right how do you have to conduct yourself how, you know what do you have to look what kind of conversations what do you have to show how what you're going to show right how does it have to be designed you know uh 
everything has changed. And I have to tell you also, I mean, I'm, I'm really blessed that I'm in Texas. As you know, Texas is one of the most open states in the, in the union. I mean, we've been open, fully open since March. Right. You know, all the, all this, the, all the stats are, are going down and down and down, you know, every single day. And, but I have to tell you also that for the last 12 to 14 months, I never stopped having face-to-face meetings ever. I had lots of coffees in coffee shops and instead of restaurants, coffees in coffee shops, maybe short coffees, right. maybe outside in the patio, whatever, with a lot of, you know, C-level executives here, no matter what, no matter what, you know, no matter what. So that's what life is about. I mean, to be honest, you're a human being and we have to really, you know, everybody feels differently about what's going on in the world, but life continues right. and executives still have to hit certain you know, uh, revenue levels and hit certain profit levels and cash flow levels, hopefully, so they can keep on growing their businesses and providing, obviously, all the em- employment uh, positions and that they're offering so far. Absolutely. I mean, I think the word that comes to mind as you're just speaking, and thank you for that, is, is, is adaptable, right? I mean, people, we, we, it doesn't matter what you have done, do for a living or what you maybe you've changed and you're doing now we've all had to have some measure of adaptability over the last year. You know, if we, you know, and to your point, we were just a great example of the salespeople, you know, that's that, that's the, that executive, they need to keep the lights on at the company, if you will. Right. They have to keep things going. And that's, that's a difficult situation. You have to, we have to adapt where we have to, you know, we need to train these people that listen, you may have to do this, you know, through a camera, and, and that's being adaptable. I was reading a, a summary, a, uh, excuse me, a report summary yesterday about, uh, you know, how the future of work has been changed due to what's going on in the world right now. Three-fourths of CEOs right now, they are very, very concerned. And the number one concern is how are they going to help their employees upskill? Right. And they're not they're not that that concerned about you know like hard skills. No, 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 no. I'm talking about soft skills. So they they don't know how they're going to do it to successfully transition their their, their labor forces, their, their workforces, into a place where they can embrace new skills that are needed for the work that needs to be done today in 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 the world, right? right. So uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we are all human beings. You know, at the end of the day. C-level executives are the same as you and me. They have their own concerns, they have different concerns because they, you know, their outreach and their levels of responsibility, depending on the size of the company, is huge. But at the end of the day, they're dealing with people and concerns related to people. You know, will my employees be still engaged? What do I have to do now differently compared to, uh, to before so that they keep being engaged? How do I keep them accountable? How could I have, you know, all those questions are being asked and are not easy. I mean, in only 12, 14 months, let's say 14 months now, it's it's April 2021 right now, not everybody has been able to really adapt to the new situation yet. And I think that the organizations that have provided their, their have taken the opportunity for the last few months right. to train, to train their, their force, their, their workforce are going to be the most successful ones in the future. But 100%. you can't, you, you can't, you can't wait. It's not like, you know, you have already, you have like X company name, university already developed and you have lots of courses inside. That's not the answer. The answer is how, are you, how do you make sure that you have really, really, really 
you know, engaging, multisensorial, um, you know, really uh, en engaging training opportunities that every single employee is really using to keep the company afloat and to right. really set the strong foundation. Things are changing all the time and people don't see that. Again, and the, the world of training has also, has also changed and, and it will keep on changing. You know, and, and as you know, we live in a world which is, we are being distracted all the time. You know, we carry these uh, smartphones, which make us, obviously they not make us smarter, as you know, right? <laughs> so they, they do everything but keeping us smart, right? <laughs> Agreed. Um, it, it's funny. I don't know if you've seen it. I forgot the name of the company. I would, I would say the name of the company if I remembered it. There's a company that just launched a new flip phone, a new flip phone. Which is which? It's not a smartphone, so it doesn't have it does it, it. It has zero distractions, but it has the power of the let's say the agenda, blah blah blah. All all the really strong things or, or the right. powerful things, but zero distractions. And they, I'm, I'm I'm sure that they're selling it. There's I mean it, it's not cheap. I mean it's it's not like the flip phones that you go to Walmart. That it's twenty five bucks or fifty bucks. Right. No, they, they charge you three hundred bucks. I think it is, but it's a flip phone. You know, long battery. Uh, you know, you name it. Because we need to go back to the basics. The distraction is 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 not allowing us to really thrive in our lives. And you you must see this because you interview people every single day or week. You see that unfortunately, keeping us distracted is keeping us distracted. <laughs> so we don't accomplish we don't accomplish what we should be accomplishing. A hundred percent. And there's this great movie. Uh, called the social uh, dilemma. The social dilemma. You know, if you if you've watched the movie, yes. it's a great movie because I think yes. everybody should everybody should go and see that movie because and watch that movie because it tells you how the devices and the softwares are designed to keep you distracted and are designed to, with all due respect to all those companies, manipulate you, your purchasing yeah. habits, your consumption habits. And they say it. I mean, and there's like literally what nine, ten, eleven high-level former social media companies that are telling you the story and explaining you this is how we do it. Right. This is how we manipulate you. And they say it. we don't allow our kids to have cell phones. We don't allow yeah. our kids to have the cameras, cameras on their computers. Right. There's a reason. There's a reason why this is happening. You know. So it's like the cars. You know, I, I, I drive this 2006 convertible and I'm not going to change it because I don't want a computer. I don't want anybody to get into my computer, the computer of my of, of my uh, car. You know what I mean? Yes. As much as I, obviously I like technology. I, I, I worked uh, for two very successful high-tech companies and I love technology. But I tell you, I don't want anybody to get into the brains of my car. I love driving my 2006 <laughs> and, I will be, and I will keep on driving my 2006 until, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. No, the, the, those are really valid points. And it actually, I'm sure it's just, you know, you you're you have to deal with this pro and probably more and more so now is how do you recommend to, you know, your clients, the executives, you know, really, I guess, you know, keeping that performance of the team, if you will, at a high level, you know, Two reasons. One, obviously, now we've all been separated, and we've, and predominantly, we've had to work in this kind of environment. And how do you maintain that performance? And then also to what you were just talking about this this distraction, right, of this, yeah, where people mm -hmm. just pick it up all the time. 
how have you how do you i guess advise your clients on the that? best the best piece of advice is actually a very good friend of mine his, his name is neville joffy he's trained more than twenty thousand c-level executives and, and business operators of large corporations in the world for the last 25 years and he does something which i, I love i love it's in it's the de- de- deprivation test which means imagine hugh that you and i we do a list of everything that we do let's say during our working hours let's leave our personal life aside okay our working hours we do a list and then we say okay starting tomorrow i will not do this and this and this and this Listen, if you want you just start with one thing i'm not going to do that and make sure that we're not going to do it and you keep on adding things why because you realize that there's a lot of things that you do that you really don't need to do and you can probably like there's some roundabout something some excuse me um something that you can do instead of what you were doing that's not going to be you know uh like sucking your energy and your time right. And you can still, you know, turn around. I wanted to say that that's the word I wanted to use. So you can use a turnaround and not being obliged to do that. So make a list of the things that you do. Start, you know, the saying, I will not do this anymore. I will not do this anymore. Really like processes, processes that you, every single day you do, and you will realize how you really don't have to do many of the things that you already done, you're already doing. And I, I love that test, the deprivation test. I love it because we, it's, it's like looking at yourself at the mirror. Right. You can't hide. I mean, you are there. It's you. You either like yourself or you don't like yourself, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's who you are, right? That's fantastic. Oh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to make that list. No, honestly, do it. Uh, yeah. Honestly. It's like when we're shaving in the morning, right? It's you with your, with your razor and it's your face, you know, and, and, and if you cut yourself, you know, bad luck you know it, it was your bad day but it, it's 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 you with your time with your reality and there's right. something else and i actually i took i took action after watching that movie that I, I recommend people as well they actually what they did is they they made an app called moment this former this former executives that left left the, the the social media companies because they didn't think that it was the ethical thing to do like staying at the company and manipulating people, they made, they actually came up with an app called Moment. Moment. I use it. It's going to change your life if you use it, okay? Moment. It helps you. It's like the AA people, you know, there's a there's a process to get out of uh, alcohol. Alcohol addiction is the same thing. They take you step by step, really step by step, how to start putting the cell phone aside the smartphone aside and not and not take the power out of your life and out of yourself every single moment fascinating that that, that is i'm going to i'm going to check that out check it you know, this this is a podcast chock full of advice <laughs> not just <laughs> not just professional but personal <laughs> absolutely thanks so, absolutely. So, so thank, thank you. you thank Pre- you for appreciate so I always, uh, I always spend so much time asking my my wonderful guests many questions, and and I appreciate that being here. And I like to, I always give the opportunity of the guests to ask me a question. Uh, so I'm giving you the mic, and feel free to ask away. Okay, from from one to ten, how difficult do you want me to ask you the question? Oh wow! The question to be from one to ten. Let's do it. Let's do an eight. An eight. Okay. What keeps you up at night right now, Hugh? What keeps me up at night right now? Um, I think 
honestly, it's it's the education of my kids Mm -hmm. and how I I think, if anything, it's um, it's very worrisome. Uh, You know, obviously what happened over the last year, we can't we can't change it. It's already happened. But you, you really start learning more and more about how your kids are being taught in schools. And to me, that's very worrisome because they're going into a world that, um, you know, you don't having a, a degree from a Harvard or a top notch school, more, more and more people are not really looking at that anymore. They're looking at they're looking for more entrepreneurial, free think pe- thinking people, think people that can work with teams and on projects. And I feel like our education system in this country is it it's not built that way. It's built completely. It's it's an antiquated education model. And I think it has to be changed. And I know there are entrepreneurs out there that are now doing these things, obviously it's not available to everyone and it could be expensive, but at least you're starting to see some changes as far as these people realize you can't, we can't teach our kids this way anymore. It's not about test taking skills. It's about problem solving and speaking. And, and these are, this is what's important. This is what's going to help them as they go forward. So, I, I couldn't agree more with you. It's funny. I don't know why I ask you that question. I'm extremely involved with the education of my kids as well. I'm very worried as well. Uh, I used to be volunteer in the school. Unfortunately, here where we live, they close down the schools. We let, literally cannot go inside the school to see what our kids are doing. We cannot do that, which is insane. Um, but to your point, I mean, absolutely. The, the, the type of people that are needed in the world today has nothing to see with the type of people that leave the system. And, and absolutely, to your point. And obviously, for the last 14 months, what has happened inside the schools, uh, you know, unfortunately, hasn't helped the kids to be yeah. smarter, brighter, feel more loved, feel right. more cared for, um, or even have a better mental health. I mean, I mean, you talk, to the, talk, talk to the therapists, talk to the counselors, and you will know. You will see. I mean, unfortunately. So, thank you for ask, for answering the question. Oh, thank great. you. I, I appreciate that question. Thank you. Uh, it's it's something. It's 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 funny because I'm actually going to have in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to have a a founder of a startup education company. So more awesome. more to come on that subject. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Please I'm keep looking for- keep keep on bringing people that that knows exactly what's what's lacking today and what we can do. To yeah. bring, you know, to, to use all these amazing talents and gifts that our kids come to this world with. Oh, my God. You know, and you see that every day. <laughs> it's, as, 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 as father, you know, you see that. I mean, th- these kids are asking you questions that, oh, my God, you know, and what a blessing. It's the thing is, how do we keep this balance, right, be- be- between educating them and giving them the boundaries and at the same time allowing them to be who they really are? Right. right. 100%. Yeah. So anyway, thank you. I'm having chills again. So thank yeah, you. no, thank you for that. <laughs> great question. Um, the, take a minute or two. You, you, know, you do an amazing job on your social media, specifically your LinkedIn. Thank you. Thank it's you. very, it's, it's one of the best. And I actually spent time earlier today and yesterday going through it. And it's, you have a very clear value proposition. I know, you know, you exactly what you do, who you're trying to help 
maybe just spend a minute or two talking about how you've really leveraged using social media. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. Well, number one, I, I chose to start working in social media really when I left corporate America. I think that in general, in the corporate world, social media is not used a lot or is not used, is used very well. The first thing I thought was, okay, so what is my audience, right? So who do I want to serve and where, where they are? And it's funny how, obviously, I immediately decided, okay, so it's LinkedIn. I only had a few hundred connections, not, nothing else. And I said, but I want to really make a difference here on LinkedIn. And then I started to think, okay, so if my audience is here, how am I going to talk to them? And one of the things I always repeat myself and that I learned, and I have had also very good teachers throughout this time, is that the link, I mean, number one, have you noticed that when you go to Google and look for a particular person, you put them, you throw a name in, in, in the box? One of the first actually items, line items is actually LinkedIn. Right. So you are in Google, Googling someone's name, and LinkedIn lines show up as the first one. So what I'm trying to tell you is LinkedIn is not a place where you look for a job only. <laughs> LinkedIn, LinkedIn is a search tool. LinkedIn is a search tool, okay? So just that, that, that I think that that's going to help you think differently about LinkedIn, number one. Number two, I said, okay, so what am I going to share? I mean, I... I I was able to have a, you know, little by little, I built a team and I have a team working with me. As you have seen, I have, you know, video editors, I have graphic designers. I'm every single day online, every single day. So the content that I am posting is always a content, number one, that's going to grab the attention of my audience. Number two, that this, it's going to be uh, more related to the human being who is behind an executive than the human, that the executive that is concerned about 20 different business aspects. So I'm trying to really keep everything at a very human level and, and connect with the people at a very human level. So you will see that obviously sometimes I speak about business and sometimes I, right. I, I give visibility and exposure to businesses and because actually it's part of my business value proposition. But I try to be really very close to the human beings behind the people that they want to attract to my timeline, right? To my feet. Right. And we all have options, as you know, we all have options. And also I use, and not many people do it. I not only post every day, like normal posts, I use video a lot. I use uh, graphics. I use cartoons. I also, I also, you know, uh, cre uh, create posters for the story. There's a story like the WhatsApp story, the Facebook story, or the Instagram story, there's a story on LinkedIn. Right. And again, you have to change it every single day. But again, it's another place where people go and they just see, for instance, I am obsessed personally about what's going to happen tomorrow. I want to be the first one to tell everybody on my timeline what day is going to be tomorrow. You know, so for, so for instance, tomorrow, I forgot what day is it going to be tomorrow, but but uh saturday so it's going to be saturday but i don't remember it's, it's going to be the national something day okay so, so i am i am i am always talking about what day is it going to be tomorrow so now i, I could go to linkedin and i will see that my team posted about what national or international days is going to be tomorrow and as opposed to do what everybody does which is posting about what international days is today i always do about what international day is going to be tomorrow just because i want i want to give uh, my audience a head start, so they go to the office and they already know what's going to be tomorrow. Or maybe That's if great. someone, if maybe if someone needs to buy something or needs to do something, uh, they have one day 
head start to do that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, so, so uh, and again, and there's days which I talk about, about I talk about innovation, about creativity. I talk a lot about building bridges because I think that for the last 14 months, a lot of bridges have been burned. Right. And I think that we have to build bridges. Um, so that's, that's another important part of my uh, strategy. And the third one is really when I reach out to people to connect with me, which by the way, it's more and more difficult uh, on LinkedIn. Just this week, they reduced, they limited the number of people you can connect with. I always try to connect with a very short initial message. Right. The connection request message is always very short, very short as if I was on a face-to-face meeting and I was meeting that person on a networking event, literally. Okay. So I always say something like, you know, I would like to connect with you. Uh, so might we help each other? We might be able to help each other in the future. Or I just say, you know, I'm, I would like to connect with this kind of leaders. So you are already filtering the people that you connect with. Right. You don't want to connect with everybody. No, nope, right? that's right. Exactly. So again, you have to be strategic about what we do, what you do online. So those would be probably like the top three pieces of advice I would like to share with the audience. And I'm very consistent on, I mean, if you go to, to Facebook, you go to Instagram, you go to Twitter, you go to WhatsApp, you will see that I have the exact same message every single day on all my social media outlets. So I'm very consistent. So everybody looking for me or everybody that's going to find me, they will see that I'm so, I have the same message in all my platforms. I think that consistency is also very, very important. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, and I always conclude my episodes with pieces of actionable advice, and you've uh, you've got you've done outdone yourself and have and Thank done you. a great job here. I appreciate you doing that. Those are great pieces of advice as far as how to really leverage your, you know, your social media and being consistent. So I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for being here with, with uh, me and the audience today. It was really wonderful to finally talk to you in person, learn more about what you're working on. And, you know, I wish you all, all the success as we get through the rest of 2021 and definitely want to have you back on in the future. So Angel, thank you for being here today. Anytime. Well, thank you. It's been it's been an honor, uh, Hugh. Really, for thank you for having me. If I may, maybe if I could just share with the audience Please. my email address, if it's a possibility. Please. Thank you. Thank you. So, just I mean, besides going to social media and you know writing writing a message, uh, which I'm going to answer because we, we answer every single message. My email address is very easy. I'm going to share my personal email address, the direct, which is angel a n g e l at angelrebo.com. Rebo is my last name. It's four letters. R-I-B as in boy O. Again, angel at angelrebo.com. And really, it's been a pleasure to have this conversation with you, uh, Hugh. Uh, I've enjoyed the conversation a lot. And obviously, thank you, everybody who's watching us today. Thank you again, Angel. It was great. Again, great to have you. Really appreciate your time and thoughts. Remember, everyone, we'll be back next week with another episode of Money Talks. Please like and subscribe on our YouTube channel. We'll be back next week. This is Money Talks. I'm Hugh Meyer. Take care.